game is done. Hey, everybody loves Tim Kate. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for the brand new thing? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. Dodger Nation! Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. Oh, just another Dodgers win. Number 108 on the season. As they win in San Diego 5-2. to two. Hi, everybody. Tim Cates. Welcome to Dodger Talk here on AM570 LA Sports. Thanks for being with us on this late Thursday night. Phone lines are wide open. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. You know the number. It's in your phone. If you're driving around, you listen to the game tonight. Even if you're heading back from San Diego up the 5 freeway or the 15 or the 805, wherever you're heading back, I want to hear from you. 866-987-2570. 35,000 plus on hand at Petco Park down in L.A. South, otherwise known as San Diego tonight. I know a lot of you are heading home on this Thursday night after a three-game series against the Padres. 866-987-2570. Dodgers take two or three from San Diego down at Petco Park. They get the win tonight 5-2, to two, and they do so in comeback fashion. After falling behind 2-0 in the first, Miguel, Gar- Miguel Vargas cut that in half with a sack fly in the second inning, and then the Dodgers with three runs in the sixth took a 4-2 lead. Will Smith tacked on a run in the eighth inning, a solo home run. He's 24th of the season as the Dodgers took a 5-2 lead. Tonight was a little different. We saw Bruce Dar Gratterall get the start. First time this year he's made the start as a opener. First time this year we've seen him in this role. We've seen it before. This is his fourth start in a Dodger uniform. He was a former starter, made reliever when he came over to the Dodgers from the Minnesota Twins, and he's been lights out. Well, tonight Bruce Dark Gratterall was asked to be the opener to get it to Andrew Keeney, who is trying out a new role, which is a role that most likely he'll have to adapt in October. And that's as a bulk inning guy out of the bullpen. And this is a big move for Andrew Heaney. And I thought tonight was a check mark for him to say, yeah, I can do it. You want me to change up a little bit? Start from being a go from being a starter all season long and what he's been a starter for most of his career. And as he said, even on the postgame show, he's pitched out of the bullpen before, but usually in situations where it's mop up duty or it's a blowout and there wasn't a tight high leverage situation. Well, a little different tonight coming in down two to nothing in the second inning, inheriting a deficit, but he goes out, puts up zeros on the scoreboard, struck out the side in the third inning, had a one, two, three, fourth inning. He went four shutout innings, scattered three hits. Two of those came in the second inning. The next hit he gave up was a double in the fifth, six strikeouts, one walk, 69 pitches, he and Shamanaya were going back and forth. As Tim Neverett said, it's like the two of them were both double parked trying to get out of there so fast at a Petco Park. They were working quickly, and this game was flying, absolutely flying. And then it absolutely came to a screeching halt in the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning. But Andrew Heaney tonight in his new role as a bulk innings guy out of the bullpen looked really good. 
and look like he can fit into this role come the postseason. And this is a role he's probably going to have to adapt to because Tony Gonsolin is not going to be built up. The Dodgers just don't have four starters at this point that can go out there and go long into games. They're going to need Tony Gonsolin to be a guy who can come out, give him three innings, hopefully, turn it over to an Andrew Heaney, let him go and work the middle of a game and get it to a bullpen. That's what Andrew Heaney's role is going to be if he wants to be part of the 13 pitchers on this Dodgers postseason roster. What remains to be seen is, can he do it over multiple days? Again, you're going to be taking up one of the bullpen spots. So you're going to be asked to go out there and maybe one of the games in the first five-game series or maybe two of the games. Can he do that? Or is he just limited if he's going to go extensive to just the one game? So in essence, you're you're using two starter spots in one game. Well, you're, you're just trying to win three of five. So the argument is you're, you're trying to win one game at a time, and if, if that means using two starters like a Gonsolin and a Heaney in one game just to get a victory in a five-game series, then so be it. You've still got Julio Urias, and you've still got, of course, Clayton Kershaw as dominant starters uh, to start you in a three a best of five series against either the Braves or the San Diego Padres. So I like this setup. If Tony Gonsolin can now check the mark of being a guy who can go three innings, even better. And we're going to find that out on Monday night. Dave Roberts let it be known before the game tonight in San Diego that Tony Gonsolin pitched in Oklahoma City on Tuesday and the next step for him is to be activated off the injured list. And it looks like Monday, in the fourth game of the six-game series against the Colorado Rockies, Tony Gonson is going to be asked to go out there and get the start and pitch three innings. Get to that next level. He went two innings in AAA Oklahoma City. Can he get to three? And that'll be it before postseason play starts for the Dodgers. They'll just run out of games. They'll have the five-day break while the wild card series is happening. Maybe he can go out there and throw a four-inning sim game which would be a nice another check mark for Tony Gonsolin. Now you get to the NLDS, and you've got a rotation now with Tony Gonsolin who can give you three, four-plus innings. It's looking a little bit better than it was a couple of weeks ago, certainly Dodger fans. 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. So I'm feeling better about the way it's starting to come together, assuming Tony Gonsolin checks that box on Monday night in his next start. The other thing that's been, well, brought to everybody's attention is what to do in the outfield. And David Vasse was awesome in answer and asking Dave Roberts that pregame about the real lack of production among several guys that have been given opportunities in the outfield, whether it's Joey Gallo, Trace Thompson, Chris Taylor. You can even throw Cody Bellinger in there. So you've got a mixture of guys that have been given opportunities here the last month of the season. Some guys have given more opportunities down the stretch in playing time at bats, and they haven't made the most of it. Chris Taylor, we thought, was maybe turning things around, but has struggled the last couple of nights. Miguel Vargas, a pleasant surprise tonight, driving in three runs, including a two-run single in the sixth. And you heard Dave Roberts say it. You know, he's absolutely in the mix to be part of the postseason roster. Outside of Mookie Betts in right field, is it guaranteed Cody Bellinger is going to be in center field? Is it guaranteed Trace Thompson will be in there against the lefty? Is it guaranteed that Chris Taylor or Joey Gallo will be in left field? 
Miguel Vargas, you know, as Rick Monday likes to say, has raised his hand here in late September, and he did it tonight, driving in three runs, and he's four for ten with runners in scoring position, and that's something the Dodgers did not do well over this three-game series in San Diego despite winning two of three. They've been pretty bad driving in runs with runners on second and third. Last night, the bases were loaded twice for Joey Gallo, and he struck out twice. These are opportunities that are right in front of guys, and they need to produce. They just need to. Now, when it's all said and done, they'll certainly look at the totality of uh, Cody Bellinger and what he does in the regular season and what he's done in the postseason about this Dodgers team. And the same is with Chris Taylor. Maybe struggling now, but you know what he gives you defensively? You certainly know what he can do in postseason play, hitting big home runs for this Dodgers team. Just go back to the postseason last year. So guys elevate their games in October. Some guys flip the switch. Some guys regress in October. And you hate you hate to see that happen, but you hope it's none of the Dodger players come October when we hit postseason baseball and the lights get a little bit brighter and the pressure gets a little bit more. Every at-bat means more. Every out is harder to get. And you're playing a game of 27. The first team to get to 27 with a bigger number on the scoreboard wins. And you just hope it's your team. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to the phones before we take a break. We'll check in with Jose Moda. Let's go to, I appreciate everybody being patient. Let's go to, let's go to Michael LaPuente. He's first up here on Dodger Talk. Michael, how you doing? Michael, go ahead. Hey, how there. you doing, Tim? Good, good. Yeah, hey, uh, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, shame on me for uh, uh, not hearing that uh, question from Dave. Uh, David Vassay to Dave Roberts. Um, I would have liked to hear that question, so I'm going to look that up after. Um, but uh, I, I like what we're doing, uh, giving people opportunity. Um, we're still able to win games, which I think still says a lot about our lineup. Uh, you know, I don't think we're always throwing the most dominant lineup that we can um, out there, but we're still producing a win, so that's good. Um, uh, as far as the outfield goes, I think, yeah, there's a lot of questions out there. Um, uh, I think Cody still might be in center given that defense. I think he really commands that center field. I know he's struggling, but as you mentioned, uh, come the playoffs, we saw what he did last year. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we hope that that, that can spark again, CT3, same thing. Um, but you know, we're still on top of the game. Yeah, we're still looking good. We're still looking strong. Uh, like you mentioned, we got Gonsolin coming back. Hopefully, mm -hmm. you know he he he's in top form. Um, and, and I think we got options. And I think uh, this time around, I think we're playing a little bit more loose. I, I think in the past our playoffs has always been very yeah. um, assignment orientated. Uh, a, a little bit. I, I, I know we had uh, uh, Scherzer come out late and, and, and stuff like that, but more or less it's very uh, uh, sectional in, in what their duties are. And yeah. I think this time around being a little bit more flexible might do us some good. All so right. Thank, my, thank you for taking my thanks, call. Thanks, Michael. I'm going to let you hear from Dave Roberts. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you go, but make sure you turn the radio back on or your the iHeartRadio uh, app and, and take a listen here. You're going to hear Dave Roberts pregame. Uh, this is what we were alluding to beforehand. Dave Roberts talking about the outfield situation and guys not really taking advantage of the opportunities.
the last couple of weeks. And Miguel Vargas drove in three runs tonight postgame. Dave Roberts, when asked about Miguel Vargas being a postseason option on the roster, he said, absolutely. Well, pregame, to get it all started, David Vasse asked the Dodgers skipper this question. You've been waiting for one of those four outfielders to kind of raise their hand, or at least two of them to raise their hand between Taylor, Thompson, Gallo, and Bellinger. Have you seen any signs of any one of those or two of those guys maybe saying, you know, showing you that they're the guys? Um, I'll start by saying they're, they're all kind of, you know, obviously they're putting in work, but results certainly matter. Um, you know, I, I think obviously Joey had a rough night. Um, I know he's competing in there. Rough night last night. Um, I think CT is starting to trend a little bit in the right direction. Um, and Trace um, is figuring some things out. Um, Cody, I think the at-bat quality has been good for the last week. I think he's been good, maybe not getting the results uh, that um, are reflective of how he's feeling at the plate. All right, there's Dave Roberts talking about what we've been talking about and the outfield situation in particular, center field and left field, and who is going to be there come October. He says Miguel Vargas is absolutely in the mix after driving in three runs tonight. Cody Bellinger was 0 for 4 tonight. Uh, Joey Gallo had a pinch hit appearance for Miguel Vargas late in the game, and he struck out. Joey Gallo struggled last night, had the bases loaded twice, and struck out. He went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. He's got one hit in the last five games. And that was an RBI against the St. Louis Cardinals last Sunday. He mentioned Chris Taylor, what Chris Taylor's done. Well, Chris Taylor's got a one-for-four night with a double last night. He had a one-for-five night the night before, a one-for-four game against the St. Louis Cardinals. So he, he's piecing together games in which he's getting a hit. But in key situations, you're going to need Chris Taylor to have bigger at-bats and, and be and a guy who can continue to pass the baton rather than be a rock and be an out and stop any momentum, and stop a rally, and stop a big inning that the Dodgers are putting together. I mean, think about this Dodgers team. You know, I, I'm just going off the top of mind, and you go off the top of mind here. Think about this Dodgers team in the last couple of weeks. Can you remember a huge inning? I mean, I'm trying to think of an inning in which they just passed that baton as usual and batted, you know, eight, nine guys or, go, or flip it around, ten guys to the plate. It's been a while since we've seen this Dodgers team. At least it feels like it's been a long time. So since we've seen that Dodgers team put up that crooked number in a big inning and see those, see them pass the baton to the next guy and dry a walk and you know a base hit here and then get on here and just seems like it's been a long time. They're piecing together wins certainly and they've got 108 to show for it. But um, you know that that whole Dodger you know momentum every inning and, and passing the baton and you know having quality at bats and not wanting to be the guy who stops a big inning. Um, doesn't feel like they've had too many of those. But again, a win is a win, and tonight they get the come-from-behind win 5-2 to two over the Padres. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. Jose Moto will join us as the Dodgers get the win in San Diego 5-2. to two. Miguel Vargas drives in three runs. Will Smith with a home run. Chris Martin was huge out of the bullpen. We'll get more into that and what he did in the seventh inning facing Manny Machado. Andrew Heaney gets the win. Four shutout innings of relief. Pierce Johnson gets the loss. David Price pitched the ninth. He gets the save. Dodgers win number 108. More Dodger Talk coming up here on AM570 LA Sports. AM570 LA Sports. Be anywhere at any time, and you can hear past episodes of Dodger Talk. All of those things. Search AM570 on the iHeartRadio app. We're streaming online. We stream every game, too. Come find me. Back to Dodger Talk on AM570 LA Sports. 
Californians would love that. This one is stroke deep to left field and is back toward the wall and is gone a home run. Will Smith, his 24th of the season as he hits a lightning bolt to the seats and left. And the Dodgers now lead it 5-2. Will Smith with the home run. Daniels Jewelers home run forecast wants to congratulate Pedro Granadas of Whittier, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com. Keyword home run. Tim Cates with you here on Dodger Talk as the Dodgers come back and beat the Padres 5-2 in San Diego. Andrew Heaney gets the win after Bruce Dark Gratterall served as the opener. Miguel Vargas drives in three runs. Will Smith, you heard the solo home run, his 24th of the season as the Dodgers get win number 108 on this season. They go 14-5 against the San Diego Padres, outscoring them 109 247. Maybe next year, San Diego. All right, let's check in with Jose. It's time to go around the horn with Jose Moda. Jose joins us as he makes his way back from San Diego, hopefully safely, and two hands on the wheel with his wireless Bluetooth as he joins us now. Jose, I mean, you talk about complete domination. Uh, of 14 of 15, the Dodgers won from the Padres. 6-3 and three at Petco Park. They outscore them 109 to 47. The Padres came into this season feeling good about themselves. They get Juan Soto at the deadline. Things unraveled for them, certainly. But the Dodgers just continue to put them back in the place. I mean, this was domination this year. Tim, you have given every single number that we needed to know what, uh, that the best team <laughs> on the field proved to be the best team on the field. Uh, and it doesn't matter what you do in the offseason and how sexy it looks on paper, man. you got to go out there and get it between the white lines and Know how you build your ball club. Um, know that uh, you cannot get caught up with the hype. The Dodgers knew uh, coming out of spring training that, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, and coming into the season, that uh, the Padres were, you know, building a team to go out there and take over the Dodgers, not just to uh, compete with the Dodgers, take over the division and, and obviously get it from the San Francisco Giants and then eventually the Dodgers. But uh, it turned out into a domination, as you mentioned, um, on both sides. I mean, you look at what the Dodgers did offensively against the Padres starting pitching uh, without putting this series in the middle of it. And it's absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. how they capitalize early, late against any name, big (laughs) innings, small innings, capitalizing on, uh, you know, productive outs. And then run prevention was a key in order to have that kind of record against a playoff team right now, which is the Padres. Jose, what'd you make of the uh, experiment, the trial run, I guess you would call it, of, Bruce Dark Gratterall being the opener, but Andrew Heaney really being the focus as a guy coming in out of the bullpen, which could be his role here in October. Uh, let me start with Heaney. I think it's huge for him to go through a routine like this. Um, obviously, by design, you're going to go out there and see what the top of the order looks like and try to avoid him facing them three times, especially the way he's pitched on, you know, the home run ball being present the last um, six or seven outings. And then, you know, he came out smoking today. I, I love how he used the urgency and, and getting people to two strikes and just there's no waste. You know, go out there and wipe them out. Much more effective use of this changeup, which is a big pitch for him. And then going to Gratterall, you know, Gratterall's a guy that, um, as you and I have discussed and with Dave, too, is he's going to get contact. Even at 100 miles an hour, he gets a lot of contact. Now, a lot of weak contact, and today <laughs> was costly and a, a play that was not made. But um, I do like the plan because – when you face playoff teams and you can get rid of at least one of your bullpen arms against that thick part of the lineup, um, it can only help 
not so much early in the game, but later in the game when you don't have that matchup to face that guy, but he's already done it early in the game. Jose, Miguel Vargas tonight drives in three, including a huge two-run single on a 2-2 curveball. Bases are runners on first and second there, uh, or bases loaded, actually, uh, in the sixth inning. A huge swing of the bat for Miguel Vargas, who ends up driving in three runs. Dave Roberts, after the game, that certainly he's in the mix as far as postseason roster. Does he have an opportunity, you think, with six games to go here and other guys not taking advantage of opportunities in the outfield to play left and center? Does he have a shot, you think, at making this roster for the NLDS? Yes, he does. Um, and the reason is, as you mentioned, the other guys really have not gone out there and said, hey, it's me, man. Come on, take my job. Um, and, you know, it would not be the first time that you see a young player push for an opportunity like this. And Miguel Vargas drove in over 80 runs in AAA. Okay. Uh, this kid with men in scoring position, I just say men on base, he actually has a little more focus. And talking to him, it's like a knack he has as he was a young player because his father, who his father was a star player and then outstanding manager in Cuba, he plays for his father. And he goes, some of the things my dad taught me about really bearing down when the game's on the line, when I am the focus of the at is to keep it as simple as possible. You know, in a short sample here, Tim, we've seen that he does out, go out there and give you a very good at-bat. Obviously, adjustments will come, but I think he's shown at least to say, hey, I'm, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. And you see how much more comfortable he is getting playing in the field. Any time you have a fresh bat like that, a guy that, uh, in other words, quote-unquote, does not know any better, mm-hmm. it's a good thing for, for a team like uh, the Dodgers, an experienced team. Jose, a final thing. How, how do you approach these next six games if you're Dave Roberts and the Dodgers? I mean, starting with Clayton Kershaw getting the start tomorrow. Is it a field thing? You let him go out there and get to five innings, 75 pitches just to keep him in routine? Are you going out there and letting him do or whatever he needs to do to go out there? Maybe he goes 85, 90 pitches. Who knows what happens? But are, are there limitations, I guess, on what guys are able to do over the next six games going into October baseball? Yeah, this where the fine line comes when you got to go out there and balance. Okay, how much can I push a guy? But health is a premium right now. You do not want anybody to have to make or force him to make an extra 15 or 20 pitches and then have him come out with an injury. So if you say, hey, our plans for the last guys do a little tune-up and go five, whether it's 55 pitches, whether it's 75 pitches, that is what you're supposed to do because then you end up lining up the guys out of the bullpen. They're still competing from some spots a little bit better, but I don't see anybody or any reason why any of the guys that are frontline starters like Kershaw, obviously um, um, with Urias and Tyler Anderson having to make 95 to 100 pitches because they have nothing to prove and only get ready for what's coming, which is obviously get a good feel for your stuff, know you're going to be pitching against, and carry the positive uh, into the in the postseason. Well, Jose, we appreciate it. Two hands on the wheel, ten and twelve. No, wait, what is it? Ten and two as you drive up from Petco <laughs> Park. <laughs> Thanks, Jose. <laughs> Have a good night. Thanks. All right, there he goes, Jose Moda, driving back up from Petco Park. A happy drive for this Dodgers team as they bus up from San Diego after taking two or three from the Padres. They win it tonight by final of five to two. All right, let's squeak in a couple of more phone calls before we wrap things up. Paul in Rancho Cucamonga is next up here on Dodger Talk. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Hey, Tim. I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, listening to your opening, I felt, I don't know, I, you know, you, you didn't give a little love to our boy Anderson there. I heard a lot about Udias. I heard a lot about Kershaw. heard a lot about Heaney and Gonsolin. And honestly, I'm, I'm thinking 
you know what? If it has to go to game four or game five, mm-hmm. you know, why go with the Heaney or with the Gonsolin? Let's bring back our two big guns in game four and game five on short rest, Udias and Kershaw. I wouldn't want to have Kershaw only pitch game two and then possibly get to a game five and have Kershaw sitting on the bench not using him twice. I don't know, that's just my thoughts. And, well, and let's just save Heaney and Gonsolin that whole experiment until mm-hmm. seven-game series. Well, it's, a, it's definitely a possibility, Paul. I appreciate it. It's going to be matchup situation. Certainly, you got to figure out first who you're playing. Is it the Padres? It's the Atlanta Braves. They'll dive deeper into the numbers as far as who has done well against who, how many times they face him this year, who's comfortable against what teams, whatever. They're going to figure out all those numbers going into that five-game series of the NLDS. At that point, they'll piece together rotation after Julio Rios and Clayton Kershaw go one and two. Tyler Anderson, I'm probably assuming game three. And then is it Tony Gonsolin, Tyler, or, or Andrew Heaney piggyback situation? We'll find out. I think the series will also dictate it. If the Dodgers are up 2-1, to they're feeling good about going and closing it out in a Game 4 with having Clayton Kershaw or Julio Arias for a Game 5 uh, combination, then, you know, that's that's the way they'll go. So it's you got to let it play out first before they start dictating what happens, especially late in the back half of this five-game series, if it gets into the back half of a five-game series in the NLDS. Certainly the Dodgers can go sweep whoever they play, and it's a non-factor. But again, it's it's all predicated about who they face in the NLDS, and then the roster will be made based on that. But also keep in mind, as Rick Monday brought up, it's a 26-man roster, but it's got to be 13 position players and 13 pitchers. You can't overload with one side. You can't have 14 and 12 um, you know, 15 and 11, it's got to be 13 and 13, 13 pitchers, 13 position players for the Dodgers in the postseason roster. All right. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, but, uh, let's try to squeeze in one more. Michael in LA has been very patient. Michael, you're next up. Welcome to Dodger talk. How you doing, Tim? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, a couple points I want to bring in, uh, like one, how do you feel about Kimbrough not making the roster? Yeah, like, do we think he's going to go on a playoff roster? Because he's been kind of weak lately. Also, like the offense, do we think that they can change the momentum? Because he's been kind of slow lately. Yeah. Uh, and one more point. I know it's not related to the Dodgers, but I got to ask about Otani. You think that he deserves it over Judge? Because, like, Ooh. he's been on two sides of the ball. Yeah. He's been really crazy. You saw what he did tonight, Michael. I appreciate the phone call. What Otani did tonight, taking the no hitter into the eighth inning. Uh, he's got a, certainly a great case. And. Um, all the 10 strikeout performances he has, he, he has been fantastic. I mean, Aaron Judge has hit 61 home runs in counting. It's hard to argue about what he's done and the offensive numbers in general that he's put up for the Yankees. But, man, I mean, Otani deserves – I mean, if Otani was the MVP a year ago, right, Colin Yee, and he's bettered his numbers from a year ago, how do you not give the guy the MVP award who won it the year before and had better numbers the next year? I mean, just, you know, numbers-wise, it's just – be Shohei Otani's award to lose, and it should be him here in 2022, but we'll find out. Basically, you know how it's going to go, though. A Yankee player against an Angels player, New York media against everybody else. This has got Aaron Judge written all over it. All right, how about Caller 5 right now? 866-987-2570. Caller 5, 866-987-2570. A pair of tickets to Dodgers-Rockies this weekend at a Dodgers stadium. The final Weekend homestand final six games of the regular season before the NLDS. Caller five right now, 866-987-2570. You're winning the tickets. Colin E will get all your information, and we appreciate all of Colin E's help tonight, all season long. The best in the business and one heck of a guy. Yeah, he's blushing right now, but no, he is. And he's a single guy out there, ladies 
He is a single guy if you're looking for a sports enthusiast and a baseball nut and a guy who may root for the wrong teams in baseball from the Bay Area, but we won't hold it against him. So 866-987-2570. Call our five right now. We'll get your information. You're winning tickets to see the Dodgers and Rockies this week, and that's going to do it. Many thanks to Colin. Many thanks to you for being a part of the show tonight. Dodgers win it 5-2 to two over the Padres. Appreciate everybody podcasting the show as well. If you miss this show, you can listen to any episode of Dodger Talk, off-night Dodger Talk, pregame interviews, pregame show, Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. All of it is at your disposal on Dodgers Talk on the iHeartRadio app. Take a listen. It's free. Download the iHeartRadio app and listen whenever you want. That's going to do it tonight. Dodgers back at it tomorrow. The start of a six-game series against the Colorado Rockies. Clayton Kershaw, Chad Cool, the pitching matchup. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. will get started at 6. First pitch at 7.10. Until then, have a great rest of your Thursday night. The Ben Maller Show, our buddy Big Ben, is up next. Like another perfect day.